Hello, this is dazzling Dave Creeden, welcoming you to the English edition of Angie Portman's February Popcast, a Goethe Institute and Bayern 2 Zundfunk production. This time around with new stuff from Hamburg, Berlin and Bad Salzuflen. Let's start off on a glamorous note with Haiti, Hamburg's youngest hip-hop export. Haiti's mixtape, Follow Mich Nicht, was a brilliant statement on German cloud rap in 2017. Now Ronja Chocher, alias Haiti, a Hamburg art student, has come out with her first release on a major label, Montenegro Zero. It may not be quite as rough as the mixtape, but it's extremely catchy and cool. Without any of the featured guests that are such a must in hip-hop circles, but with all the more auto-tune. Haiti cruises through Hamburg in a beat-up old convertible, past her 100,000 fans, her make-believe mobster relatives and house in Monaco. Driven by deep beats and laid-back rhymes, Haiti celebrates herself and her longing, Kate Moss and Jodie Foster, whilst drawing quite casually on unaccustomed genres like reggaeton and New German Wave. 
It's an all-in album. But the sparkle and glitter are soon gone, as Haiti hoarsely sings, bellows or screeches, Wir hatten schöne Momente, doch der Traum hat auch ein Ende. We had good times, but the dream has to end sometime. The album was produced by Kitschkrieg from Berlin. Together they've developed what Haiti calls a gangster pop sound. This is pop of the most exciting brand by German trap queen Haiti. And now for sound nerd Niels Fram with his song All Melody. One reason for the fabulous sound on All Melody is probably the studio in which Niels Fram recorded his seventh album. He's made his new home in room three of Berlin's historic Funkhaus, which served as the home of East German radio from 1956 to 1990. Fram has spent most of the past few years here, right on the banks of the Spree, taking the whole indoor space apart and building it up anew, replete with organ and self-built mixer. After collaborations with Woodkid, DJ Shadow and Olafur Arnalds, after the prize-winning soundtrack to Sebastian Schipper's Victoria and two minimalist piano-centric solo albums, the 35-year-old Berliner has now come out with All Melody. It's not all melody, though, for all his musical affinities feature on this album. As a result, the digital analogue opposition is wonderfully resolved in the self-carpented echo chamber, and everything seems to become one. Listening to all melody is like bathing in music. Another terrific producer and sound artist is Berlin's Tobias Siebert, alias and the Golden Choir. Oh 
Golden Choir, now as ever a one-man band comprising multi-instrumentalist and class A frontman Tobias Siebert. For his latest album, he had records pressed to take with him on stage and sing along to, thereby subverting the whole band dogma. His choir doesn't really exist either, of course, and is merely a marvel of self-multiplication. On his latest opus, Siebert has broken with habits and opened up a little, to more electronics, for instance. Breaking with Habits, as the album is called, is pop that always has something ecstatic about it, elaborately arranged orchestral indie rock with a wonderfully melancholy bent, with big, dark, addictive melodies, which, in their quieter moments, are almost as vulnerable and yet lofty as Anoni. For the rest, the musical has a thrilling opulence that makes this album almost a mass. And now for a round of economic edutainment. Hamburg musician and producer Sven Katjerek and Kenyan percussionist Daniel Mburu Muhuni have partnered to make economic partnership agreement 
an album about the lopsided trade deal the EU has forced on Kenya. agreement is an agreement uh, that was uh, initiated between the European Union and the African Caribbean Pacific countries. Uh, these uh, EPAs, as we call them, are a successor of uh, the Cotonou agreement that uh, happened in Benin the in the year 2000. It's called the Cotonou Partnership Agreement. Before that we had the Lome Conventions, Lome 1, 2, 3, So four. before the Cotonou, Cotonou Agreement, we had uh, the Lome Agreement that ran uh, between 1975 to the year 2000. There were four successive phases of the Lome Agreement. We had Lome 1 uh, that ran from 1975 to 1980. We had Lome 2 that uh, happened between uh, 1980 to 1985. We had Lome 3 that uh, happened between 1985 to 1990. And we, have the, we had the Lome 4 that happened between 1990 to the year 2000. And then uh, when WTO came into force, the World Trade Organization, it came out that this agreement was not uh, WTO compliant. of trade uh, that uh, initially was uh, happening in Africa basically was uh, the structures of the colonialists uh, in the making because most of the countries that were colonized in Africa uh, were taken as uh, breeding grounds for agricultural products and other raw materials. And of course we know how economies of EU have grown because of exploitation, exploitation during the colonial times. So in the year 2000, when the Cotonou Agreement uh, came into force, it was looked as uh, one of one way of providing a, a reciprocal trade so agreement. To make it a reciprocal is when we had the economic partnership agreement. We have always argued that ACP, African Caribbean Pacific countries, is not able to reciprocate with the uh, EU because I mean, it's, it's a scenario where it's like a, a David fighting Goliath. They've been offered by the world leadership, not Kenyan leadership, world leadership, which controls EPA and WTO. And during the collapse of the WTO meeting in Cancun, I was there as one of the small-scale farmers who had gone out to speak on behalf of small-scale farmers on how free trade was affecting farmers in Africa, how farmers were losing their livelihood, and how farmers were losing their lives because of free trade. They want us to open our markets as much as they open theirs. And the European Union, they can't be 
trusted. They can't be trusted. They can't be trusted. Like now, they forced Kenya to sign on and, and Rwanda to sign alone. farmer we've been speaking about, why don't we be allowed to decide our destiny and our food security as a country than to be pushed to grow crops which we don't earn anything. Sven Kachurek has been working in Kenya on and off since 2009. His Kenya sessions came out in 2011, followed by two maxis with Stefan Schneider. But Kachurek's interest isn't confined to Kenya's music. He is also concerned about its economy, including the Economic Partnership Agreement foisted on the African country by the EU. Together with the Kenyan percussionist Daniel Muhuni, Kachirek has recorded an album named after that raw deal and about its underlying and largely overlooked mechanisms of economic exploitation. Kachirek and Muhuni enlighten us by letting Kenyan economists, journalists, politicians and small exploited farmers speak to us directly setting the spoken word samples to music to form a poignant denunciation of the attendant ills of globalization. What impressed me about this album was not only the enlightening content which sheds light on my own ignorance, but also the way text and music interact and intermix here, how words, despite their brutality, become music. To wind down this February podcast, produced by the Goethe Institute and Zündfunk, let's shift gears from global capitalism to the very personal stories of Bernd Begemann, one of the most charming and yet anarchic singer-songwriters current-day Germany has to offer. This time around, he's without his band Die Befreiung, accompanied instead only by Kai Dorenkamp on piano. So this is a very minimalist concept for a great album. With Die Stadt und das Mädchen, The City and the Maiden, the Hamburg-based songster from Bad Salzuflen, a town in North Rhine-Westphalia, has put together a sort of classical, almost romantic song cycle. These are Begerman songs from three decades, all about departures and feeling like a stranger, and rearranged with the sole aim of getting under our skin even more directly and mercilessly than the original renditions. Begerman may well be the most musical and cunning women's advocate in the Republic, as it says on his home page, and perhaps parents' advocate too. Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht, he sings. Maybe your parents were right. This is Wanton Women's Advocate Dave Creedon signing off on Angie Portman Show. Have an entertaining February. Dein erster Geburtstag in der eigenen Wohnung Ohne Gäste und ohne Geschenke Eine Kerze steht im Marmeladenglas Du bist schon stolz, doch du hast keinen Spaß Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht. Vielleicht hatten sie recht. Dieser Brief vom Vermieter war reichlich seltsam. Irgendwie sollst du unterm Strich noch mehr bezahlen. Damit du mit dem Essen kommst, du dann komm noch her. Das heißt noch mehr Junkfood, nicht mehr ins Kino gehen. Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht. Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht. Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht, vielleicht hatten sie recht.
Diese Leute, die du triffst, mit denen kommst du nicht klar. Die beachten dich nicht und reden sonderbar. Irgendwie wolltest du das auch alles lernen. Niemand nimmt dich beiseite, um es dir zu erklären. Warum wohl? Du fühlst dich unwohl. Obwohl du endlich weg bist von zu Hause und eine Verschnaufpause. Zu Hause würde dir jetzt gut tun. Vielleicht hast du dich doch überschätzt. Vielleicht hast du dich doch überschätzt. Und vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht. Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht. Vielleicht hatten deine Eltern recht. Vielleicht hatten sie recht.